0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 12. And may the Lord, listen to what God says, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to some. That's not what the Bible says. And to your color. It says, and to all. Just as we do to you. Listen to verse 13. So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father in the manner of our Lord or in the, I'm sorry, in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. One more time. And may the Lord make you increase. So you need to understand that just because your love is at this level, it does not mean it can't get any further. It does not mean it can't grow anymore. It does not mean it can't be bigger. God says, no, no, no. You might have, you might have a, a, a a pint of love, but I'm trying to get you to a gallon level. And you might be operating in the gallon level, and I'm trying to get you in the bucket level. And you might have a bucket level, but I'm trying to get you into the 55-gallon level. I'm trying to get you to the truckload level. I can increase your love for one another. But look at your neighbor and say, you got to (laughs) cooperate. You got to cooperate. Let's go to chapter 4. Chapter 4 in verse 9. Chapter 4 in verse 9. But concerning brotherly love, and so I feel like, like this is one of them scriptures that speaks directly to this church, because this church is a loving church. I mean, this church, man, you walk in and folk just like, we're so ecstatic that you came. We, we, they're, 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 they're not trying to push you out. They're not trying to judge you. Can, you know, they're, they're just saying, come on in here. We'll let God do the rest. We'll let the Holy Ghost fall and do the rest. But just come on in here. And so, so he says, but concerning brotherly love, I have no need that I should write to you for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. The Lord says, if you'll just listen to me, I'm going to start leading you And, and you'll start forgiving folk that you don't even know why you're forgiving people. And you'll start loving people that you didn't even know you could love. And, and before you know it, you, you'll just find yourself in a big family called the church. He said, because I'm teaching you to love one another. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And indeed, you do so towards all the brethren who are, all, who are all in all Macedonia but watch this, but we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Listen to what the Bibles tell us. Don't stop where you're at. Don't stop where you're at. Thank you for being such a loving church, but don't stop where you're at. Thank you for welcoming people with open arms, but don't stop where you're at. Thank you for not being religious and racist and divisive, but don't stop where you're at. God said, I'm pulling you further because the call and the mandate on this house, the bigger the call and the bigger the mandate, the bigger the love has to be. The love has to increase with the anointing, with the power, with the glory, and with the call. It has to increase. Amen. So let's pray. I got more scriptures I'm going to bring to you, but let's go ahead and pray and, and get into this a little bit. And then we, I'm going to pray over you at, uh, here in a little while. We're, we're going to go home and grill and whatever you're going to do for your father. Amen. Amen. Father, today in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for what you've done. People have come home. God, they've made stuff right. Lord, thank you for your anointing that I have sent so heavy in this house. Thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for your word. Father, look upon my availability and not my ability today. And Lord, grant me a prophetic utterance to speak into the hearing of your people. Let it not be man's words, nor let it be man's wisdom, but let it be with the demonstration of the spirit and of power, God, so that your people's faith is not in human wisdom, but it's in the power of the living God. Father, I pray that you'll reach deep into our hearts today, that you'll challenge us, God, to go further, to do more in our love for one another and our love for you, God. Father, today, bless this spirit of the Lord, move mightily. I decree and declare thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth here as it is in heaven. Father, I pray, grant me access to the dimension that Jesus had when he walked on the earth. And Lord, let it manifest in this house today for the glory of your holy name. And everybody shout amen if you believe it. Give the Lord a praise right now. Come on, give him a praise. <clears throat> praise the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of God. Now, I'm going to take a few minutes today with this word because I want you to get some word when you come to the house of God. We've had a move of the spirit. People have been born again. Shout amen to that. Amen. People who don't come back home, shout amen to that. People have been encountered the presence and the anointing of God. Shout amen to that. But I want, I want to impart this word to you so that as you are throughout the week, this thing is continuing to lead you and guide you in some ways. I, I called this, I'm calling this two-part series irresistible because when the church, lift one hand and say, that's me. When the church begins to, to, to love and serve like Jesus can I tell you the church becomes irresistible folk are like I don't even believe in God but I want to come to your church I, I don't even want anything to do with him but something's drawing me to your church because that is the love of God and that is what Jesus walked with that's what Jesus served with that's what made him so irresistible and I am, I am praying and believing that all of us as believers can get to a place where we serve and we minister and we live with such pure love and such holy love for one another and for God. That people show up and line up outside of our doors that they wait four and five days just to get in this house because of what God is doing because we become irresistible. Oh, push your neighbor and say, it ain't going to be heavy. Just stay with me now. Watch this. One of the things that made Jesus so irresistible is his perfect love. People felt they perceived pure love. Now listen, the world and the church and some of the church has a tainted view of what love looks like. And unfortunately, we live in a time and a culture where we really have to define what love is. We have to put a definition to it because many people have hijacked the word. And they have brought tainted views. And if, and if it does not line up with their view, then they decree or they declare it is not love. But can I tell you something, ma'am? Can I tell you something, sir? Can I tell you something, United States of America? You don't get to define love. The Bible says God is love. And he puts his definition to it. Many in the world and some in the body of Christ have have a messed up perception of what love really is, especially when it pertains to the father's love. Because there's people who grew up in jacked up homes. Grew up where a daddy wasn't even present. And when he was present, he came home drunk to beat the brake shoes off of everybody and then left again. So when you say a father's love, they say, I don't want that. But can I tell you, that was a tainted view of the father's love. We serve a good, good God. We serve a perfect father who has a perfect love. And he is calling you unto himself closer today hallelujah many in the world and in the church listen carefully if you don't hear nothing else hear this have mistaken love for approval and approval for love the bible says that we are in the world but we are not what of the world so, so you got to understand something that the world has confused approval with love. Yes. And even people in the church have a, have confused. You've mistaken approval with love. Many in the world in the church today have the mindset. Listen, that says the way you live a life of love is to approve of the life I live. So if you do not approve of the life I live, then you must not love me. Help me, Jesus. This deception alone is one of the reasons why so many churches have turned their backs on a move of God and have adopted the move of culture. They have turned their backs on the preaching of the word and have adopted the preaching of the world. They have replaced manifestations with mediocrity, power for progressiveness, crowds for cries, truth for talks, faith for feelings, correction for consoling, praying for pampering, his presence for passiveness. Because you confused... You confused approval for love. This kind of mindset, stay with me, this kind of pro- my mindset produced converts instead of Christians, fans instead of followers, social clubs instead of Christ's servants, tempers instead of tithers, a cool life instead of a crucified life. And right now as I speak, it is producing a culture in the church that says as long as I have church playing on my phone or on my TV while I wash dishes, fold my clothes, eat my breakfast, fish in my boat or whatever. It is the same as being present with a body of believers. Sorry, that is a lie from the pits of our hell. So God said, go and talk to them and tell them, listen, approval of your life and love is not the same thing. Glory be to God. There are some that hear what I just said and said, if you truly loved people, you wouldn't say things like that. No, you have confused approval with love. Biblical love says, even though it may not feel good, it can still be God. Biblical love says, I will risk offending you to make you free. Biblical love says, I can love you, care about you without approving of the way you live your life. That's biblical love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Biblical love says, if you keep on being a drunkard, if you keep on living in fornication, it ain't supposed to be this heavy, Pastor's Father's Day. Stay with me. We're going to turn it around. If you keep on lying, if you keep on cheating, cheating, if you keep on being an adulterer, if you keep on being racist, if you keep on being religious, if you keep on holding on to unforgiveness and offense, if you keep on being lukewarm, He will vomit you out of His mouth. It might not sound like it. Because our flesh don't want it. But this is the Father's love reaching out to you. Saying shift and change your direction. And I will come in and sup with you. I want to give you a perfect example. Go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. I want to give you a perfect example because some people say, well, Jesus didn't do that. John chapter eight, Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't uh, disapprove of a lifestyle and still love somebody. Wait a minute. John chapter eight, verse one through 11. I'm not going to read it all. You can read it later. But basically Jesus is sitting there and they catch this woman in the act of adultery. Now listen, it it wasn't just a rumor on Facebook. They didn't catch her on her Instagram taking a picture with with a man in the background that wasn't her husband. They caught her in the act. And they come and throw this woman down at the feet of Jesus. Jesus. And, and they said, the law says stoner, y'all know the story. Jesus said, if he who is, is without sin, why don't you pick up the first stone and I'll watch. And then being convicted in their hearts, they put their stones down and begin to walk away one at a time. Jesus looks up and says, woman, where are your accusers? Where are those who have condemned you? She said there are none, Lord. He said, "Well, neither do I condemn you." Watch, we're talking about love and the disapproval of lifestyle can be Hey, stay with me. He says, "Neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no He said, woman, I'm offering you love, but I am not approving of your lifestyle. It's time that you make a difference. Now here's my grace, here's my love, here's my forgiveness, and change your lifestyle. I feel like I'm correcting something. Hallelujah. You can love people without approving of their lifestyle hallelujah now i'm going to teach this one thing and then we're going to we're going to so just write this now walking in love in the love of god will keep you from falling and backsliding yes sir yes sir you want to know how not to go back to who you used to be you want to know how not to be sitting with the pastors three from, three months from now having a hard meeting, here it is, walk in pure love. Oh, so good. So good. How do I know that? Let's go over to 1 John. Is it okay that we read some Bible, study some Bible for a moment? 1 John, chapter 2, 1 John, chapter 2, watch this, and verse 10. He who loves his brother, or you can say sister, abides in the light. And there is what? No cause for stumbling in him. Man, we've done complicated this thing. We've done tried to figure out, we've done wrote a book on how not to backslide. And God said, if you just walk in pure love, there won't be a reason for stumbling. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Listen, go over, we're gonna put your finger right there. And, 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 then, uh, and then go over to 2 Peter. It, it's just one book before 1 John, 2 Peter chapter one. I got to show you this. Before we go any further, second Peter chapter one, verse uh, five, listen to what the Bible says. I'm going to read this portion, but also for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, what love? For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness and has forgot you have forgotten that you were cleansed from your old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. for if you do these things, what? you will never stumble. Well, the devil just, you know, you got to watch out for him. He'd just be tricking me and I, no, no, walk in love. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself and he'll have no reason in you. He'll have no cause for stumbling. Glory be to God. Now let's go back over to 1 John. 1 John chapter 2. Now let's read verse 11. He who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. You see, walking in the love of God brings a certain protection on your life. It brings a protection on your life. Hallelujah. I'm gonna say it one more time. It brings a protection on your life when you walk in the love of God. Church, this is why when someone, and now listen carefully, especially those of you that might be offended and decide to watch and not come, stay with me. This is why when someone gets offended, hurt, bitter, or angry, and doesn't forgive and move on from it, you begin to see an immediate spiritual decline. This thing opened up to me this past week. I had never seen it like this. No, they, they can keep coming to church or, and keep serving. But when you get around them, you're like, man, they're, it's like you're falling. You're beginning to go down. No, no, I know you're still teaching the same. I know you're still singing the same. I know you're still clapping the same. But you're going down. It brings an immediate spiritual decline. Mm. Think about the times that you were struggling to forgive someone and everybody's done been there. If you you haven't, just stay with us. We're going to bring you to repentance in a minute. Amen. Think about the times you struggled to forgive somebody. Think about the times you struggled to let something go. Watch this. Think about the times you, you you struggled to humble yourself and ask somebody for forgiveness. Think about your spiritual walk, and I promise you, you when you recount it, you'll re- look back and say, "I didn't even realize it, but all of a sudden, I didn't sense the presence of God no more. I was reading the Word, but I couldn't get no revelation." It was as if I was in a hard bubble and my prayers were bouncing off the ceiling. Think about the people that you have witnessed, unfortunately, get right with, they got right with Jesus and started running well with the Lord and then something happened and they backslid and now they're not even serving the Lord right now. I can guarantee you 95% of the time, it's because they got upset they got hurt. They got offended and they got bitter. And because somebody said something about my daughter or somebody said something about my son in the children's church or so-and-so don't even, so-and-so took my seat today. So-and-so didn't invite me to the cookout. So-and-so didn't invite me to the fellowship. I ain't, I tell you what, I'm just gonna get me another place and I'm gonna go to church somewhere else. And what you don't realize is that when someone begins to do this, they begin to go down a spiritual decline. You want to know why because the love of God is not operating in your life but when the love of God is operating you say you know what they might have said it but I forgive you anyway I let it go anyway I ain't going to be bitter I'm going to get better I'm not going to be down I'm going to let God take me up and when you release that you move in the love of God and there's a protection that comes over your life there's some foe you can't talk about There's some people you just can't put your mouth on. Because they are sitting in the love of God and it really don't matter what you do, they're going to forgive you. And it don't matter what you say, they're going to forgive you. And it don't matter how you stab them, they're going to forgive you. And it don't matter how you ostracize them, they're going to forgive you. They are in the protection of God. You got to know if the church can grab this If you can grab this church, there will be no cause. No cause for stumbling in your life. Somebody lift your hand and say, In Jesus' name, I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to live in love. I'm going to minister in love. I will not stumble. Or fall away in Jesus' name. Give him praise right now if you believe it. Now, the challenge is, is why can't someone see when they're beginning to hit a spiritual decline? Why? Verse 11 tells us. Because when you hate your brother your sister, you start walking in darkness. And you can't see. So everybody else can see what you can't see. Everybody else can see it. Glory be to God. It's kind of like walking around with one of them, somebody puts one of them things on your back and says, kick me quick, you know, just right here. Everybody else knows you have it but you can't see it because you're blinded. And the reason the Lord has me preaching and teaching this today is so that you can remove the blindfold and not be blinded anymore and sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to let this stuff go. Oh, hallelujah. Watch this. Church, when you begin to walk in this, When you make up your mind, I'm going to love everybody, I'm going to forgive everybody, I'm going to let go of what they say or what they have done. Who am I talking to? I, I'm going to, regardless of what they said, regardless of what happened to me, regardless of how they stole from me, I'm going to let this stuff go. When you get to that place, you are under a protection, and I came to tell you that Satan, none of his minions can penetrate that shield of protection. God will put it around you, and a thousand will fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand but none shall come near you and that is because you have decided no matter what happens no matter what is said no matter what is done I will forgive I will love you and there ain't a thing you can do about it when you get this down in your heart Three years ago, I felt the pressures coming on me and everything, I said, God, what's going on? I got to go sit down with a minister and uh, when I and he didn't even say nothing. Sometimes you can just sit down and humble yourself before God and humble yourself before somebody else and they might not even say nothing and God said, now that you humble yourself, I'm gonna help you. Walked away from there and God said, listen, son, If you'll make up your mind today to love everybody no matter what they done, no matter what they said, if you'll make up your mind today just to love them anyway, there won't never be anybody nor any devil that can stop the purpose, the plan, and the will that I have for your life. They can never stop it. They won't be able to slow it down. You are in control of this. If you'll cleanse your heart and you'll get it right before me, he said, I will put a protection over your life, and no matter what they do, they cannot stop. Stop it. I feel, I feel like I am punching some devils today. Glory be to God. There, he says, if you'll love, there is no cause. Somebody shout no cause. There is no cause for Stumbling. Well, Pastor, I got to get up. I got I to gotta pray this prayer. I got to pray. No, I want you to pray, and I want you seeing God but, and getting in your word. But I'm saying, you know, I got to pray this prayer so I don't fall here, and I got to pray this prayer so I don't fall here, and I got to read this so I don't fall here, and I can't do this because so I don't fall here. And I'm saying, if you just walk in love. Well, you don't know what they said. Love them anyway. You don't know what they done. Love them anyway. You don't know what they took. Love them anyway. There will be no cause for stumbling in your life. Hallelujah. I'm going to take about 10 more minutes. Walking in the, in, in the love of God promises us victory in every situation. Well, Pastor, you know, we're going to get beat up. Who said? I need to be, can you show me chapter and verse? Well, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Yeah, read the rest of it. But God delivers them out of all of them. Keep on reading The Bible says, well, Pastor, the Bible says the enemy comes in. Yeah, but the rest of the verse says, and like a flood, the Holy Ghost will lift the standard against him. That means he can't even reach that level. All you got to do is walk in love. Hallelujah. So can I read a little more scripture? Then we're going to pray and go home. First John chapter four. First John chapter four. Verse seven, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God. Watch this, and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. God said, listen to what the Bible said. He said, no, no, there's just, there's one evidence that I'm looking for. Do you love Pastor, I got the. I, I pray and talk. I said, do you love? Pastor, I lay hands on somebody and they got healed. Do you love? Oh, glory be to God. Watch this. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Watch this. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son at to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. You ought to give the Lord a praise right there. Even if you're struggling with that right now, just clap so, by faith. It's okay. Everybody done struggle. He said he said uh, no one has seen God at any time if we love one another God abides in us And his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known that we believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. Only love can get you here. Hallelujah. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him. Why? Because he first loved us. Hallelujah. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother. Somebody shout victory. Shout victory. Victory. The Bible says in 1 John that God is love, not some adulterated, perverted, twisted love that the world has adopted as love. No, God is pure love. Verse 17 says that by living in God, by living in pure love, we can face the day of judgment without fear. Secondly, it says by living in pure love, uh, all that Jesus is now, listen carefully, all that Jesus is now, listen carefully, all that Jesus is now, so are we in this world. Church, do you want to know what Jesus is now? Victorious. 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 Every single little thing hell could possibly think of, they threw at our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and not one of them became victorious over him but he became victorious over all of them and if he is victorious the Bible says I am seated with him in heavenly places and if I am seated with him then so shall I reign with him and if he is victorious and he is then so am I victorious in this. this world. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus was victorious over everything Satan threw at him. Regardless of how hard it was, regardless of how tough it was, regardless of how dark it was, Jesus was victorious over it. The plan of God the whole time was not just to save you, but it was to make you victorious as you walk a saved life. sir. How do I do that, Pastor? Walking in love. think about it. I'm about, this, this is like my final, we, we about to land it. Y'all ready? We about to land. You see, Jesus was victorious over everything that Satan could throw at him. Satan knows that God has given a promise. The father had given a promise, a prophecy that there was a day coming where, where where Satan was going to have the victory that he had in his hand stripped away from him. Stay with me. He knows that there's a day coming where the seed of the woman will bruise his head and he will bruise his heel. And all throughout history, Satan is constantly trying to identify who this Messiah is. He doesn't know. That's why when Moses was born, he started killing a bunch of babies. That's why in between Moses and Jesus, he gave the children of Israel the deception to abort babies. He He's constantly trying to kill whoever the Messiah is, and that's why when Jesus was born, there was a decree by a wicked man, kill all the male babies under the age of two. He's constantly trying to figure out who is this Messiah. Let me identify him. That's why when he comes to Jesus, he does not say, because you are the Son of God. He says, if you are the Son of God. He is constantly trying to identify who this Messiah is, but what he does not realize is that God is a million steps ahead of him and so when he finally figures out this is the son of God he moves on some wicked people and says put him on a cross but God said devil I'm already ahead of you what you don't realize is that when you put him on the cross you're playing into my plan you're playing into my plan because when the son of God dies he's going to go down into hell and the only victory you have is over death and he's going to walk down fully God, fully man. And he's going to take the keys of death, hell, and the grave and walk back out of hell. You played in the plan the old time. The only victory he had was taken away from him. That's why the apostle Paul said, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? I came to tell you today, God has already given us the victory. you got to walk in love. Hallelujah. And he said, if you'll walk in love, the worst thing Satan can do to you is the best thing that can happen to you. I came to remind the church... This is not our final destination. We are just sojourning. We are just pilgrims. I'm just passing through. Sekatia. there's a day coming where the roll will be caught up yonder, and there's a day coming where the trumpet of God will sound, and all oh, we're gonna be caught up together with Him. And he said, Let's put him on a cross. Because by the time Satan figured out he was the Messiah, he figured out, he said, How did he do this? God outsmarted me. Wow. Because he has to be God to be the Messiah, but he's got to be man to be operating in the earth. So I got a plan. I know I can kill the flesh and I can do away with him once and for all. The challenge is this, is God can't go down into the halls of hell, only God. So, and if he's not fully God and fully man, he can't get back the victory. So, God says, you don't even understand when you, the Bible says, if the rulers would have known That he was who he was, they would have never crucified him. So when they crucified him, Jesus took the last victory the devil had and said, Now, if you'll walk in love, here is your victory. Pastor, I'm struggling to get victory here. I'm struggling to get victory there. I'm struggling to get victory there. Just walk in love. Just walk in love. You mean it's really that simple? Who made it hard? One more thing and then I'm, we're, we're going to pray and done. Because we already got folks saved and all that good stuff. It's about time to go home. Amen. The Apostle Paul goes through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, at the end of the chapter, he says, all these are good and they're going to help the church. But let me show you a more excellent way. In other words, if we could walk in pure love, Jeremiah, we wouldn't even need the gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I know that just stung some of the Pentecostal. Tri- I'm Pentecostal, by the way. Because if you were walking in pure love, watch this. You were walking in the most excellent way. I'm not saying stop the gifts. I'm saying why don't we let our love rise to the level our gifts are operating? Why don't we do that? Why don't we make up our mind in the next three minutes if you haven't already? I'm going to forgive whoever needs to be forgiven. I'm going to let them go. Hey, you know, they probably don't even know you're mad. (laughs) They probably don't even know that you've done like stayed up for a year and not slept good. Why don't we make up our mind that the past is the past? and I'm going to love and there ain't nothing you can do to stop it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going to love you and there ain't nothing you can do to stop it. My God my God I'm gonna love you and there ain't nothing you can do to stop it I'm gonna walk in victory I'm gonna walk in holiness I'm gonna walk in triumph I'm gonna walk in what God's already called me to walk in I ain't gonna let some disturbance I ain't gonna let some bitterness I ain't gonna let some offense I ain't gonna let hatred I ain't gonna let anger stop me from the call and the purpose and the plan and the blessing God has on my life I'm gonna love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.